0: I figured I would just sit down and just, you know, fuck it. Let's, let's do a podcast. Hello? Really, we
1: should do a podcast. Hello? Hey, this would be a great podcast. It's fun. Let's do it. Luffy, it's Uncle Cliff, Cliff. Luffy? Hello, Cliffy? It's podcast time. Give me, give me, give me my after midnight. And now, the Birthday Boy Podcast. I love- Stick of this is episode one. Clippy, it's been a clip clip. No way. I think it's going to be terrible. Mickey, boom boom down. Cliff, this is your uncle Cliff.
0: Clif. Here's the host of Birthday Boy Podcasts. Terrible. The one and the only. Menager 12. And Jenny Boy. That's the other thing. Positivity is for fucking assholes.
1: My little baby boy. Did you write
0: La Poopy?
1: Baby Butter Boy. On one
0: of the sausage
1: sandwiches. Womack style. Hey Leo. Let me. This sandwich says La Poopy on it. I love you. What are you trying to serve here? Toggling your balls. Any tips? Toggling your balls. For eating a uh, Toggling his balls. <sighs> Just below your nipple. Wait a minute. The biggest one yet.
0: Grown-ass adults
1: Cargo your
0: ball. Wearing sports jerseys Cargoing your ball. The Road Rash Book Fifty
1: Shades of Grey Black Climpy Hot and China. biggest one yet Tremendous talent Oh my god I got a little getting even to do It's going to be outrageous.
0: Kindness Matters Your grandmother La Ballena Blanca Bastante Right breakdown El Richlo With a capable whitefish Flippy Baseball The whitefish is
1: seamen! The fish is semen! Sweet
0: thin! Fern pistains!
1: My little baby butter boy, little butter boy, clippy boy, baby boy. Daub, New
0: Hampshire. Arnold P. Quackers. That's how you get blisters, Clippy. <laughs> That's how you get blisters. Fauntleroy Fuckleberry, and of course... Womack style. Anus Von Sweets. That sure tastes delicious in my
1: mouth yeah you got y'all got rat tat twilly bible oboly cliff everybody down your balls we got Migs at 3 o'clock the oatmeal tasting booth get to your foxholes goddammit! it gargling your balls hello 60s my old friend gargle your balls may I used to baby butter boy. Uh.
0: I'm better than a lot of people.
1: The biggest
0: and the best. And I just want to point that out. You goddamn butter boy, son of a bitch. Cliff, this is CliffBot9000. I can't get out of the fuck
1: of you, son of a bitch! Wouldn't you like an oatmeal tape? Your grandmother just told me the good news. Look up, look down, freak out,
0: freak out, yeah. Helmet mayonnaise. Ever came up with fry yay? The rockets red glare the bombs bursting in air. I hate you. And a delicious Helios
1: pizza in your oven. It's partly cloudy. Hashtag blessed. Uggle, you fall. I call it the butter Boy Express. womack style. Ching Ching Money. Me yeah.
0: you, my the so-called friends.
1: Happy to pop in and say hi. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh! Oh yeah!
0: Welcome to Birthday Boy Podcast. I I don't even know what episode this is. It's been a month. It's been over a month. Let me look back here. I can go to the Birthday Boy Podcast uh, thing, stream, uh, what do you call it, feed? The feed? Episode 82, June 13th. And I'm recording this today, which is Sunday, Sunday. Afternoon. It's early afternoon. It's about one o'clock, I believe, on uh, June eighteenth. So that's it's been a good while. It's been a good good while, a good break from the podcast. In fact, the last time I did a podcast, I had a different job. I I was a few days away from ending my previous job. So I guess if I recorded the last podcast, episode eighty two on June thirteenth, June sixteenth was the last day. Of the previous job that lasted a, a whopping two months. Which is... I mean, it, it, it competes with, with a record. I've, I've had some short-time gigs. Entirely because of me. Uh, the new one just started a couple weeks ago. And I don't think it's going to be a short-time gig. I could be wrong, but as of right now, this is... Uh, unlike the previous two where I knew on the within a day <laughs> that they were going to be short. I was going to be a short timer. Uh, back in January, at the last thing I had, and then back in April when I started the the other thing, uh, I knew they were both not going to last very long. This one, I think uh, this could this one could be okay. We'll see. We'll see. Good. Good group. It's a it's a whole global. It's a global community. A global team. True. Truly a global team. Uh, probably the most depressing thing. Being on a global team I haven't been on a global team in a few years and uh, yeah it's been about, it's been about uh, almost two years since I was on a global team and <laughs> this one is is interesting because I really you know I'm really really in there with some of these folks and the most depressing thing is getting these project status updates. And seeing a status that says "project is on hold" or "project not expected to make any progress uh, until mid-August," why not? Oh, because this is such and such country, and they're on their mandatory three weeks vacation—the national three weeks vacation that all the employees get. Oh, and it just—that's—it's tough to hear about. And then another another slide, another update. Oh, what's this? Uh, these guys are uh, probably not going to start anything until uh, the end of August, uh, maybe late July, early August. Blah 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 blah. Uh, because they're also on. They've got uh, they've got this holiday and this week off and these weeks off and these days off and and the mandatory six weeks for EMEA uh, territories. Blah 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 blah. So that's that's nice. That's uh. I don't know it's heartbreaking, like, oh my God, there's so many there's so many countries that give their citizens all this time off. they mandatory time off, three weeks, four weeks, six weeks, all these different regions, all these different places that have these mandated government-mandated time off. And I just bang my head on the desk and say, "Oh man." Well, we got that one day in July. that's pretty good. I think everybody's rest. I think one day is enough for everybody to just be rested, right? Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, but it was good. It was a good, so I had I had a full three weeks off. I didn't expect to have a full three weeks off. I thought I was going to have one week off. And then it, it extended into two. Uh, it was this particular place, uh, very rigorous with their background checks. And my state of residence is, has been notoriously slow with providing background checks information during the pandemic so those two things combined for the perfect storm of me getting a bunch of extra time off and you say wait well you had all this time off why don't you do some podcasts because it's my fucking time off that i never get and yeah i know i had that i did have that time off back in april and i did do some podcasts but that was that was stressful time because you, you, you remember I got a job, and the job was supposed to start on a Monday. I was going to get a full week off and just rest and start the job, and then they said, "Oh no, you have to start tomorrow instead of a week from now." And I said, "Nah, I'm I'm out of here. I'm not going to even I'm not going to start at all. We're done with this." And then I had to scramble and I had to interview, and I was lucky enough that I had something in the works that I was able to go back to, and and that was the one that lasted for all of two months, but. Nevertheless, so that little bit of time off was uh, not really the most fun that I've ever had. This time off that I had, was a little stressful because I, you know, I had planned to be out of work for a week. And I was out for three weeks. But it all, it was, it was all fine. And we had a lot of fun. We, the, my, my last day at the last job back on June 16th, I logged off. I closed the laptop up. <coughs> Excuse me. And uh, pretty much immediately got my shoes on and we got in the car and we went to New York City for a few days and had what was really one of the most spectacular times that we've had together as a family. It was our first, our first vacation and it was only two days, but our first, fam- like our first family road trip, not counting you know October, getting in the car and driving up to the mountains and turning around and coming back, like a place where we went, we stayed at a hotel. Our last kind of thing like that as a family was November of 2019, also New York City. And uh, so that was kind of cool to have our last sort of family road trip to New York almost two years ago, a year and a half ago, whatever you want to say. And then to uh, to get back, the first family road trip, I, I don't want to say after the pandemic because <laughs> contrary to popular belief, it's still very much a pandemic. Uh, but I guess after things opened up, our first family road trip, back to the city, Midtown, Midtown East, Uh, stayed on four, East 40th Street, 5th Ave, great spot, Courtyard Marriott, it was awesome, just up there, I mean, you're near everything, it's, uh, all the touristy stuff is there, you're right in the heart of town and, you know, grand central chrysler building empire state building times square it's all it's all an easy walk and uh and that's what we did we we uh we hung out we ate pizza like actual pizza that i remembered and i'm not from new york city i'm from upstate new york but upstate new york has a lot of transplants from the new york city area from new york new jersey who have pizza places (laughs) and authentic real pizza italian pizza the kind of pizza that i grew up with and you can't get that pizza in new england and i don't give a shit what anybody says i've gone to the you know the north end of boston which is where all the italians are where the mafia is or was and uh, the, the, the places that they say like oh this is the best pizza in boston this is real italian pizza the best of the best and cam and i ate there last summer and it was fucking disgusting it was gross everybody loves this place i want i'm not going to mention but it's it's one of the most beloved pizza joints in boston in the north end and we went there and we stood in line on a saturday morning when they opened at eleven thirty to get this pizza and i love sicilian pizza i love sicilian style you know the square tray and that's what we got i think that's all you can get there i don't think you can get uh I don't think you can get like an 8-cut large pizza, a slice of pizza. I think you can only get the the Sicilian style. And that's what we had. And I don't know what they – I don't know what it is. They just – it's like a sponge with too much sauce and not enough cheese. And it's okay, but it's not that great. And all I think to myself is I could go to the little pizza place's in the little bumblefuck towns that I'm from, that nobody's ever heard of, and go get pizza, and it's delicious. Or you could go, to, yeah, you could go to New York, and on any corner, just walk into a pizza place and get a slice of pizza, and it's perfection. And so that was that was that was the first highlight of the New York trip was going to Joe's Pizza on Broadway, getting a a large <laughs> large pie taking it back to the hotel room and my my children who have seen me eat a lot and you think they've seen it all when it comes to me eating and they sat there with their mouths on the floor in awe watching how i devoured half of this cheese pizza because it tasted like pizza how pizza is supposed to taste and i just hey we have some good pizza we actually in nashua have a couple of good pizza places espresso pizza Soprano's Pizza, those are the two Italian pizza places that I would if people came and said, hey, where can I get a decent slice of pizza, I would gladly point them in that direction, confidently point them in that direction and say, these are pretty good and then there's Nashua House of Pizza, in New England, anything that has House of Pizza is a Greek pizza place, and it's a Greek style of pizza, which is fine it tastes good, it's just not pizza like I it's not pizza In the sense that it's what what pizza tastes like, what you are used to, and you grow up with, but it's good. I would recommend Nashua House if you want Greek pizza, and then other two, you know, Italian classic styles of pizza would be Sopranos and Espresso, and that's it. We've tried every other; we've literally tried every pizza place in Nashua, and they all stink. And I'll get back to New York City, but that reminds me: a few weeks ago. On Grubhub or DoorDash or one of those things, there was a, it said, new pizza place, Caesars Pizza. And we were sitting around and just, you know, feeling lazy, feeling bored. And I said, all right, we'll try a new pizza place. And my oldest turned to me and said, Caesars Pizza, isn't that just Little Caesars? And I said, no, it's not Little Caesars. If it was Little Caesars, it would say Little Caesars. This is Caesars. This is Big Caesars. This is regular-sized Caesars. I don't know. So we ordered Caesars pizza and I was looking at it and I said, this pizza looks a lot like Little Caesars, (laughs) but they clearly aren't not Little Caesars. Otherwise, they would call themselves Little Caesars. So we ordered from Caesars pizza and we waited and 30 minutes or so, 40 minutes later, there was some pizza at the door with no, just a generic pizza box that you would get from any pizza place and... Uh, no, nothing that indicates that it's Little Caesars. We ate the pizza. Well, we attempted to eat the pizza. We opened up the box. There's some cheese pizza. There is a Sicilian style pepperoni pizza. We've got some cheesy bread kind of thing. And as I opened up the box, we all said, "Boy, this really." <laughs> I I haven't eaten Little Caesars. Uh, I I think I think once in the last 20 years I've had Little Caesars. When we first moved to Florida and I didn't know where the hell anything was, and I went and picked up a five dollar little Caesars pizza that they just have under those heat lamps that you can just run into <laughs> run into little Caesars and get a fucking disgusting pizza. And uh, so that was, uh, you know, I opened it up and I said, but this looks like the pizzas that little Caesars has on those on those commercials." As we proceeded to dig in, I can safely say, I have never tasted. A more disgusting, terrible, atrocious, not just pizza, but maybe anything. it I wouldn't even call it pizza. It's shaped like pizza. It has all of the accoutrement that you would expect to find on pizza. Sauce, cheese, dough, pepperoni. The things that would, in the academic sense, make it a pizza. But, brother, that was not pizza. That was vile. And I said, I don't know what Little Caesars tastes like these days, but I would imagine this might be a Little Caesars pizza in disguise, cleverly disguised as Caesar's pizza. So I went on Google, and I typed in the address of Caesar's pizza where we had just ordered from. We threw... I never throw up. If we get pizza and there's leftover, it goes in the fridge. And then the next day, you, know, you put it in the oven... put it in the the air fryer, whatever, heat it up. Never the microwave, obviously. Uh, And have, you know, leftover pizza, even if it's... Sometimes we get bad pizza here and the next day we heat up the cold pizza in the oven and it's, like, not that bad. It actually tastes better. Still sucks, but it tastes better. So... This pizza we threw in, I threw it all in the trash. I said, is anybody going to ever eat any of this pizza ever again? No. Okay, it's going into the garbage. Because I'm never going to touch this pizza. It's slime. It's filth. So I went and typed in the address of Caesar's Pizza. (laughs) And on Google Street View, (laughs) it came up with the Little Caesar's location. And a picture of Little Caesar's. And I said... These motherfuckers. Just like, remember at the beginning of the pandemic with Chunky, Chunky, Chucky, Chucky Cheese, they disguised their name. What was it? Chuck E. Cheese. Fake name. Uh, They had, what was it? Pasquale's Pizza. An ode to the brand's official fictional pizza chef, Pasquale. They sold pizza under the name of Pasquale's Pizza and Wings on Grubhub. I think at the beginning of the pandemic, because they said, well, nobody's going to order delivery from Chuck E. Cheese Pizza, and we can't open up our Chuck E. Cheese locations, so we have to make some money. So we'll call it Pasquale's Pizza and Wings, and we can at least, for a few days until they until they catch on to us, we can sell some pizza, some disgusting Chuck E. Cheese pizza as Pas- Pasquale's Pizza. I don't even know if Chuck E. Cheese. I, maybe it's great pizza. I, I can't imagine. I haven't I never took the kids to Chuck E. Cheese. I'm a bad father. I never took them to Chuck E. Cheese. I took them to Disney World a million times before they turned three. But I never took them to Chuck E. Cheese. And that's probably why, because I was taking them to Disney World. So I don't know what I don't know what Chuck E. Cheese pizza tastes like. I haven't eaten Chuck E. Cheese pizza since I was a child. It's probably disgusting. But anyways, they sold Chuck E. Cheese sold Pasquale's pizza. Passed it off. <laughs> it was Chuck E. Cheese Pizza. They passed it off as something named Pasquale's Pizza. So I thought, oh, little Caesars followed the Chuck E. Cheese pandemic model. And now they're just, but even lazier. They just said, we're gonna call ourselves Caesar's Pizza. Take out all the all the the little Caesar character and all the logos and the font and everything, you know, all the all the brand familiar stuff. And so I left a review saying this is little caesar's pizza it's disgusting they tried to dupe me and i was duped what a fool i am for buying little caesar's pizza under the not so cleverly named caesar's pizza and i'll never buy from this S- little caesar's location or any other little caesar's again something to that effect last weekend we went up to a little campsite camping area and we were we were discussing that disgusting caesar's pizza and so Kimmy looked up Caesar's Pizza and it turns out it's not Little Caesars. That Little Caesars location went out of business sometime in the last year and somebody bought it and just decided to call it Caesar's Pizza. They kept they kept the Little Caesars sign that was on the building and chopped off the little part, chopped off any of the corporate branding logo type stuff and just kept Caesars Put up a, a new sign that says pizza next to it. And so now you've got Caesar's Pizza. And clearly they purchased. A, I don't have proof of this. I don't, I don't have confirmation of this. Best I can tell. Because the pizza. You go on the picture and you look. If anybody goes on Grubhub. You type in Caesar's Pizza Nashua. Or go on Google. Type in Caesar's Pizza Nashua. It looks like what the Little Caesar's Pizzas look like in the commercial. You could probably do a side by side. And go to the Little Caesar's website. And go to the Caesars Nashua website and look at their pizzas, and they probably look identical. Because I'm guessing that this sucker who <laughs> bought the little Caesars location, leased it, whatever, said, Hey, why don't you throw in the pizza oven? Because I'm just gonna turn this into a new another pizza place. So leave all the pizza stuff. Obviously, they're you know, what are they gonna do? Oh, we're gonna take our pizza oven and you can buy new pizza ovens. No, they left it, they probably left all the trays, all the pans. Everything. All the ingredients. <laughs> they probably just left everything. So these guys now have a restaurant called Caesar's Pizza. And they're making what I would assume to be identical pizzas to Little Caesar's. I don't know where another Little Caesar's location is. I'm And I'm not about to waste money doing a taste test to see. Uh Because I wouldn't go and buy a Little Caesar's Pizza. And I was sure as shit. I'd buy a Little Caesar's Pizza before I bought Caesar's Pizza. Because it was absolutely disgusting. So... Uh, so, yeah, so Little Caesars closed down. Somebody bought the location, <laughs> bought the restaurant, <laughs> too lazy to get their own name and their own sign, so they kept the Caesars portion of the Little Caesars sign and called it Caesars Pizza. And somehow that's able to exist. Uh, let me, Caesars Pizza, Nashua, New Hampshire. Let's take a look here. And then if you go on, if you Google Caesars Pete, they have a 4.8 Six reviews, or six ratings. It's a 4.8 out of five, which is probably just from the owner and his friends. But listen to these, listen to these reviews. Who, this is the thing. This is the thing about New Englanders. They don't know shit about food. Maybe seafood and like in the Boston area and like coastal areas and, you know, some of the cities. You know, because there's some great food. there's some really fantastic food. Every, every place has you know, if you're near a, if you're in a city, major metropolitan area, you're gonna find good food in any state, in any region, you're gonna find something somewhere that's pretty good. Big city like Boston, there's endless, endless food. There's so much good food, not just seafood. there's tons of great food throughout New England. there's tons of I mean steak places, burger places upscale places italian italian eh not so much not so much italian in boston there's a few um you, you you can get everything but people people in new let me let me not lump all new englanders let me just say people from new hampshire they don't know that much about what good food tastes like because let's be honest they they all have the same last name. They've never left the place. They don't know what other food tastes like. They have nothing to compare it to, so they think that all this stuff is like the best. We ate at a place last night that everybody's raving about years ago. Somebody asked for the best fried chicken in Nashua, and I said Popeyes. Why? Because it is. Because Popeyes is the best fried chicken anywhere. I don't give a shit when anybody says I've had fried chicken at all these other you know places. I'm not really a chicken guy, but I can't. I've never had anything that's better than Popeyes chicken it's so flavorful, the spices, everything, it's so delicious, I'm not a fried chicken guy, I don't hate it, but it's not, I'd rather have burgers and sushi and like other, if I'm going to have something that's like not good for me, I'd rather have a burger or a pizza or something like that, Chinese food, bunch of sushi, pasta, anyway, fried chicken is usually not at the top of my, my menu. But every once in a while, man, if we get some Popeye's chicken, that is, that is so delicious. So somebody on the sounding board asked, what's the best fried chicken in Nashua? I was not joking. I was not trying to be a f- smartass. I said Popeye's. And everybody pounced on me, and they said, no, chicken and chips. Chicken and chips is the best fried chicken in Nashua. We finally ordered it last night, and I said, we, let's get something to eat. Get, we'll try this chicken and chips. They had, like, really affordable, good prices. We had it. French fries, some of the best I've ever tasted. Onion rings, delicious. I had a burger because I really, I didn't want to risk getting fried chicken that I didn't like. Because also there's a lot of fried chicken that I don't like that people love. And I hate wings. I hate bone-in wings. I think it's disgusting. I hate eating chicken wings. I hate like buffalo. Buffalo chicken tastes like, to me it's like if somebody threw up in my mouth, that's what buffalo chicken tastes like to me. So I'm not a connoisseur. And so when people are, like, jumping on me because I recommend Popeye's, like, okay, well, whatever. You know chicken better than I do. Go get your chicken and chips. So we ordered chicken and chips. French fries, awesome. Onion rings, awesome. Cheeseburger. I had a cheeseburger. Very good. For a place called Chicken and Chips, I didn't expect much out of a cheeseburger. Pretty damn good cheeseburger. The fried chicken that we got, it was bland, flavorless, no no personality. No, it looked really good. If you looked at it, you would say, "Wow, that looks like some really good fried chicken." And then it was it was dry, very dry, very flavorless, very bland, very disappointing. So now I know I was right when I said Popeyes is the best chicken in Nashville because there's no other place except this chicken and chips is disgusting. But everybody loves it. Why? Because all they've ever had is KFC probably and chicken and chips. And, uh, and they've never left uh, you know, a 30-mile radius of this place, uh, if even that. That's pretty generous. So they don't know what anything else tastes like. So they think this is the best of the best of fried chicken. Just like they think Bob's Pizza is the greatest pizza that mankind has ever known. And it's the most perfectly average, not good, not bad, just straight-up-the-middle average pizza you could ever taste. The forgettable in every way. Anyway, so (laughs) that would explain why these reviews, if it's not being left by friends or family of the person who owns Caesar's Pizza in Nashua, that's the only thing that explains it to me other than the fact that people in New Hampshire don't really have a lot of great taste for food. Here's some reviews. After one visit, I have found the most convenient and flavorful pizza. Their breadsticks were also extremely fresh as well. Do not compare them to Little Caesars because their menu has a wider selection. Great options. And last but not least, it's fresh. What? My seven-year-old son usually doesn't finish his food, but this pizza and breadsticks was a major exception. Yeah, you know what else little kids do? They eat their boogers and feces sometimes. So, okay, your seven-year-old likes the pizza. That's great. The same age group that also goes to Chuck E. Cheese or Pasquale's and crawls around in that little cheese maze with boogers and little feet and feces and little garbage bits all over the place. And then stuffs disgusting cardboard pizza down their gullet and thinks it's the greatest time they've ever had. So, yeah, good. Good for your seven-year-old. Another person. My family's favorite pizza. I love the convenience of the walk-in ready pizzas. Huh. I remember another place that had walk-in ready pizzas. It was called Little Caesars. Anyway, but this isn't Little Caesars. From four to seven for just $7.99. The pizzas are absolutely delicious. Here's one. Uh wait a minute. There was see, there was another one. Ah, here this is the best one. Five stars. Being born and raised in NYC, I'm pretty picky when it comes to pizza. This is now my favorite pizza joint. Excellent pies. I'm not disputing the fact that you were born and raised in NYC. I'm disputing the fact that you ate anything in New York City other than Sabaro and Domino's and Pizza Hut and Papa John's when you were born and when you were being raised in New York City. Because if you had eaten one slice of any other kind of pizza in New York, and frankly, Papa John's is disgusting. Domino's is not. They're all pretty bad. But I'll take, I'll eat I still enjoy from time to time a classic Pizza Hut pizza. takes me back to my childhood. I love the crust. It's not something that I would ever, like, order on my own. But sometimes the family wants it. And I'm happy to get it. Because I say, all right, yeah, I'll have Once a year, twice a year, a little pizza hut. That's nice. Anyway, there's no way you were born and raised in New York City and go to Caesar's Pizza and say this this is on par with anything that you've ever had in New York City. Unless all you ate in New York City was Papa John's. That's the only explanation. You were born and raised in New York City and your family, for some reason, fed you Papa John's Pizza because it was cheap or something. For whatever reason, they didn't want you to think that. uh, I, I don't know. I don't even know. They wanted you to think that that was authentic New York City pizza, so they didn't have to go out and get a real pizza every time you wanted pizza. I'm not really sure. I I, I don't know. I don't understand. There's no way you're from New York City and you go to Caesars Pizza in Nashville and say, oh, yeah, this is my new favorite pizza. Anyway. Uh, somebody says, use, use to be okay. All right, well. Anyway. The- So there's a bunch of positive reviews for this Caesars pizza. But by the way, Chicken and Chips has a 5 out of 5 on Grubhub. So what the hell do I know about anything? People love dry, bland. People in New Hampshire really do. They love, they have a certain special appreciation for dry, bland, lifeless, flavorless food. (laughs) That's really really the, the case here uh i don't know i don't know what else to say uh so yeah anyways so we tried caesar's pizza it's disgusting it's not little caesar's i guess but whatever it's called it's not a place that i will ever go back to again for pizza ever 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 and i don't know how it has a 4.8 out of 5 except there's only six reviews and that's probably the six people that this person knows i mean there's some there's something for everyone right Like somebody out there has gone into this Caesars pizza and said, oh, that's delicious. There was a place, there was a place where I grew up. We had some really good pizza places. I'm thinking of a few. uh, Mama's pizza was excellent. Marcella's pizza is still one of my favorite. Double D's pizza, which no longer exists, but that was the last, before we left New York, the last three years that I lived in New York, that was the pizza that we, that was our go-to pizza. It was so goddamn good. Double D's Pizza, oh my god, unbelievable how good that pizza was. Brooks Pizza, that was pretty good. Dino's Pizza, where they sold drugs. It was, it was just a front, Dino's Pizza was just a front, I think, for the, the guy had like a big yellow Hummer, <laughs> preceded by a, a yellow Corvette in the 80s and 90s. Dino, I believe was his name. Uh, that was okay. But there was a place, and I can't remember, I don't want to besmirch the wrong one, but there was a place called Pizza Time, and there was a place called Pizza Works, and my parents always got from, from one of these places, and I thought it was so awful, but everybody loved it. I don't remember which one it was, but it was gross. It was like the one gross pizza place surrounded by endless delicious pizza, and we always got this gross pizza, and I would always ask to get the other pizza from the other places. And every once in a while we would. And it was so good. And then we, then my dad would go back to this Pizza Works, or whatever it was, and get this horrible flavorless pizza. Anyway, uh, I don't know. So there's, you know, people like what they like. So somebody's going to go into this Caesars pizza and they're going to eat pizza and they're going to say, yeah, that's my new favorite pizza. And you know what? For every uh, 3 million people from New York City who would go in there and say, this is disgusting, I'll never eat this again, I guess you're going to have one person who was born and raised in New York City <laughs> and says, this is my kind of pizza. It doesn't really taste like pizza. It doesn't really taste like food. It's pretty disgusting. But yeah, reminds me, <laughs> growing up, <laughs> growing up in the city, Uh, Delicious pizza. So anyways, yeah, so we had a nice trip to New York, nice trip to the city for a couple days, two full days, and it was just nice, man. It was just so great, and it was just before, like, really right before 4th of July, kind of everything opened up, and everybody was sort of back out, and traffic was not just back to normal, but exceeded previous pre-pandemic levels. And we snuck this trip in just before everything was crazy, crazy. Because we had no, I had no traffic issues. And that's the other thing, too. Six years in Boston, <laughs> driving around, <laughs> driving around the tri state New York metropolitan area is a fucking breeze. It used to, when I was a youngster in my early 20s and didn't make too many trips to the city, anytime I did, it was very intimidating. It was very white knuckle. Kind of stuff, and you know, that's it's just couldn't be easier. And yeah, obviously, you've seen those memes where it shows a picture, an overhead picture of Boston, an overhead picture of New York, and it's like New York, we'll have a will have an east to west, north south grid <laughs> running and running in only those four directions, so that it's easy to navigate the city. And then it shows an overhead of Boston, which was obviously made. F- roads are made for horses and carriages and buggies and things like that so they're swerving and curving and winding all over the place and it's a fucking mess so it has new york city we'll make a grid system to make it easier for people to get around from a to b and then boston because go fuck yourself and that's pretty much the case so and boston was before the pandemic i believe in 2019 when i got to this hotel in new york these guys, we were we were chatting about their commute and stuff. I was asking them, you, "Where do you live? You take the train? You, what do you do?" Oh, I live in Queens. Uh, sometimes I drive in because Marriott lets me park out front for free. Oof, that's a fucking. That's God. That's a that's like a year's salary being able to do that, not having to pay for that parking, and and this and that. And they're like, "Oh, where are you from?" I'm like, "Oh, New Hampshire," but Boston has been my commute. And they're like, "Oh, that's not as bad." I'm like. <laughs> Yeah, it's not as bad. It's worse. And there's studies that have rated it. You guys have nothing on Boston. Boston has been like the number one worst commute in America for the last uh, couple of years. And uh, so going to New York is like, it's such a breeze. It's so goddamn easy. Frankly, anything in New England, there's no grids in any cities in New England. You're driving on one street and it winds around and you think you're going to come out on one another you know one minute you're going north and then you're going south and then you're going northeast and then you're going southeast and then you and then uh you know who knows where these streets are going to lead. There's a there's a thing in Nashua that they built this little bypass so that you don't have to go through the little neighborhood streets and it's this little what do they call it? I forgot what they call it. It's not an expressway but it's this little thing that cuts through this little connector that's just supposed to be a little, like, as the crow flies, hey, I'll go this way to bypass all of downtown. And you're going along, and it's like, hey, all right, this is going to save me some time. And then it dumps you out in the middle of these, <laughs> of these back alleys of downtown, and then you have to make 15 more little lefts and rights to get back onto Main Street, and there's no rhyme or reason. I'm like, who does this help? This helps nobody. This helps the factory that you dumped me out in front of in case I ever decide i 'm going to work at this factory that 's the only that's the only people that are helped by this little uh this little whatever you call it this little connector anyway it was so great New york city great hotel, great location. we just walked around that 's it we had no plans we just walked around that's all I ever want to do <clears throat> you know did the not much of times square i mean you can only take so much it's like you know the kids we go up there we'll see it m&m's store let's go let's go buy let's go buy m&m's for five times the amount that we would just pay to go to the grocery store but you could choose your own colors and you could put them in the bag and it's fun it's fun we're having m&m's we're having a 75 dollar bag of m&m's who am i kidding i was the one with the 75 dollar bag of m&m's not really, but close anyway, but we walked around, had good pizza. That's the other thing. We ordered sushi from Grubhub the second night uh, we had spent we walked around all day, we went to the new Harry Potter store. It's awesome we you know it's it's just it's such a such a cool experience in the Lego store down by Madison Square Park and the Flatiron building and all that stuff and then we Then we went to, you know, the kids and I went all the way back (laughs) after going all the way down to Madison Square Park and all that stuff and the Harry Potter store. And then going back to, back to our Midtown or our hotel. Then I took the kids up to Central Park, hung out there that evening and came back to the hotel. I got 25,000 steps every day, easily, easily, without even thinking about it. And, uh, (laughs) We got back, so we got, and I was just, I was exhausted. I, we got back to the hotel, and I said, "Let's just get something delivered for dinner." It's late; it was like eight o'clock. So we ordered sushi. I looked up and I, what's the best, you know, highest rated? So we got this place, the sushi place. And I, you know, a few minutes later, I went down and waited outside. Dude on a bike showed up, gave me my sushi, ran back up to the hotel room. We scarfed down a ton of delicious sushi, and that's the thing: living in this area. The sushi in Nashua is as expensive as the sushi in Boston, and it's all really, really expensive. And then in New York, we ordered the same amount of sushi, if not more, from Grubhub, which is going to be more expensive on Grubhub anyways. And it was like it was $30 or $40 less than than what we're used to. Like <laughs> there's two things I used to think about in New York City. It's really expensive and it's really hard to get around. And none of those things, things are true because it's all perspective, right? Whatever you're used to, that's that's what you measure everything else against. So when I'm used to a, like a upstate New York, where things are not expensive, even though people from upstate New York—I've mentioned this on the podcast—people think things in upstate New York are expensive, and they're not. It's not even close. When I had a friend complaining about having to pay like seventy-five dollars or ninety dollars for their for their uh, for their vehicle registration, that was two years a two-year vehicle registration for ninety dollars. My car's I spend five or $600 a year on car registrations. Get out of here. Yeah, we have no state income tax. That's great. It all, that's, it all balances out. It all balances out. So anyways, when I'm used to the sushi prices and the food prices that I'm used to, and then I go to New York and I get the same amount of food, and it's just as good, if not better, and it's half the price, that's a win, baby. So it was great. It was lovely. And then, of course, <laughs> everybody was pretty content with sushi and all these things. Uh, and then the Tiny over here, my nine-year-old, was uh, not a huge fan of sushi. We'll eat a few pieces once in a while. Not a big fan. And that's okay. That's understandable. So what do you want? McDonald's. Well, okay, but, you know, McDonald's <laughs> McDonald's is everywhere in the entire planet. We went to Norway we ate McDonald's two different times and it tasted exactly the same as McDonald's that's two minutes from where we live. So like we're surrounded by – if you want fried chicken, you want like chicken nuggets, chicken strips, we could uh, – there's probably 50 places that we could get from and French fries and all these other things. You know, we're in the center of the universe right here. You could try anything. You, anything you could think of, we could get it. McDonald's. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. But you sure we could we could check we could go online and we could look and see McDonald's. Okay, so so I got more steps in because we stayed on we stayed on uh, East fortieth and uh, East forty second. There, in fact, is a McDonald's. Just as there's uh, McDonald's, CVS, and Walgreens are on every street, every corner, every block. You're never going to walk around saying, "Where's CVS? Where's Walgreens?" Where's McDonald's? Because they're... Just turn your head. If you don't see one of those three things, turn your head slightly in either direction. You're going to see those things. So... I got to spend a lot of time. I haven't set foot inside of McDonald's. Like, if we get... You know, we go to the drive-thru. If we get McDonald's for the kids. I haven't actually... the dr- The McDonald's... Our neighborhood McDonald's that we've been to a thousand times in six years... I think I've I think I've set foot in that actual restaurant one time years ago because the happy they didn't put the happy meal toy and I had to go in or I had to trade hey can I can I give can I get a different happy meal toy instead of this one they already have this whatever I think I've gone in there once maybe twice I went into this McDonald's on East 42nd Street three different times <laughs> uh because I went and got <laughs> I went and got the youngest uh, the chicken nuggets and french fries and it's nice I don't care because I'm just enjoying, you know, I put my earbuds in, I listen to tunes, I go for a nice walk. I, there's the Chrysler building in the distance. It's you know, it was a beautiful, the weather was fantastic. I didn't care. So I stood and waited in a crappy McDonald's <laughs> for a few minutes to get chicken nuggets and french fries for my kid. Then of course I went back and then somebody else who's not me and not one of my children Also decided that they wanted chicken nuggets because the sushi wasn't to their liking and they didn't eat that much of it. And so that I had to go take another stroll back to McDonald's (laughs) and get more chicken nuggets. Uh, And then the next night uh, while we were, I don't know what the hell we had for dinner. I don't even remember, but I got chicken nuggets for, for the kid, for the, for my youngest again. But uh, yeah, hell, we did the Central Park Zoo again. Which hopefully we're done with that because it's like, okay, we already saw all this shit already the last time. But it's it's same same stuff again. And now we did it in a fraction of the time because we knew where everything was. And it's like, all right, penguins, cool. The big bear, that's cool. Some other stuff, cool. Uh, yeah, but that was it. We walked around, you know. We just walked around, got ice cream, hung out in the park just enjoyed it, just enjoyed being together, that's really what we did, we just walked around and enjoyed being together, uh, and it was fantastic, it was just lovely, it was just a lovely time, um, I was somewhat regretful because I did, I turned down, I had two job offers, the one I took, I chose because it's fully, it's 100% remote, because I'm just not, uh, uh, yeah, being in an office is is not that bad. I like the office camaraderie and being there in person with people, but I'm not ready. I'm not ready quite yet to do that because again, we're still it's still a pandemic. And I'm vaccinated and I would assume probably the people in the office would be, but I I don't know. So it's like eh So I had two choices. One was fully remote and the other was mostly remote. But it was two days a week that I had to be on site in the office in Midtown. And at first, that was very exciting. They said, oh, this is, that's cool. And obviously, they'd pay for, you know, I I expense everything. I'm not paying to be there. I'm not paying for the gas. I'm getting reimbursed for everything, gas, hotel, food, whatever. Fine, that's great. And then I just... Man, the more I thought about it, like, oh, that's that's going to be really cool for like a minute and a half. <laughs> uh, it's just like Boston. I love working in Boston. I love when I was in the office and, you know, one of these beautiful modern offices overlooking, you know, the incredible scenery of, of the, the entire area. And it's really nice. It's not the working there. It's not the being there that's the problem. It's getting there and getting back. So now I'm thinking, well, Jesus Christ, now you're going to take the, the two hour, one to two hour commute to Boston and double it and maybe even triple or quadruple it because it's summer and everybody's going back out and they're going to be traveling and tourists and all this stuff. And I finally I said, no, nah, I got to I got to I got to just stay remote. So walking around the city, it was like, ah, oh, man, maybe I maybe I did make the wrong choice. Maybe I, should have, maybe I should have accepted a role here, being here a couple days a week. That would have been kind of fun. But I also know myself, and I know that after, after maybe commuting there and back maybe twice, maybe three times at the most, I would be fucking bitching about it nonstop. And the, uh, the, the whimsy would have worn off really quick. I, I know that for, for sure. So this was better. Went and just got to enjoy the city, walk around. I got to see where my, you know, where my company is headquartered in New York. Take a couple selfies in front of the building. That was neat. Uh, and, uh, yeah, it was great. It was a great, fun time. And then, really, we spent the rest of the three weeks just relaxing. You know, the kids are on vacation, so we got to just hang. We went to the – every morning we would just get up. It was 90 degrees and hot sun before – before this like cold front came through that's been here with the rain and the cold uh, you know these april and may like temperatures uh got to enjoy what what seemed to be the only sunny and warm parts of the summer so far it's either been really hot but it's rainy or really cold and rainy but very rainy all the time and the 3 weeks that i had off basically those were the those were the days that it was really nice for swimming and the pool felt great. So we were there every day at like 9, 10 o'clock. We swam. Just hung out, man. It was great. Played video games. Watched TV. Napped. Not much else. It was three lovely weeks of, uh, of just sort of recharging the batteries, I guess you could say. So yeah, it was, it was good stuff. Uh, what else? Yeah, the, the Harry Potter store in New York. I mentioned that before. That's really cool. It reminded me of being at the Harry Potter thing in Universal Studios. Just a really, I mean, just so much detail. There's movie props. There's all this cool stuff. Obviously, tons of merchandise. And we walked out. of My kids who have, my youngest who's never read a, a word of Harry Potter. My oldest who's read a good portion of the first book and hasn't returned to it. Even though they want to, they just haven't. Uh, but somehow we ended up with the with an animatronic monster book of monsters and a bunch of Harry Potter candy and uh butterbeer, which tastes exactly like the butterbeer in uh in Orlando at Universal. So I was really happy about that. It was a fun, fun time. So, yeah, lots of parks, lots of walking, lots of just, you know, being together. It was great. Uh let's see. Hmm. Oh yeah, and speaking of Little Caesars, so whether or not the Little Caesars, uh, the Caesars location, is in fact a Little Caesars, it certainly used to be a Little Caesars, and I couldn't help but notice that there the commercial that's been playing for the last several months. Have you heard this uh, this this gem? I'm sure you have. I don't really notice commercials. I fast forward commercials or I change the channel if there's a commercial because I hate commercials. Uh, but this one is impossible to miss because it's so quick and it's so in your face. It goes like this. By the way, this is a 10 minute loop. If you ever wanted a there's a cheeser, cheeser, pepperoni, cheeser. Uh, 10-minute loop on YouTube, so you can just, you know, if you want to lull yourself to sleep at night and just kind of relax and unwind after a stressful day at the old office, crank this baby up. Yeah. Very relaxing. Very relaxing. That's the commercial that plays. (laughs) To get you to go out and buy a cheeser cheeser pepperoni cheeser, which by the way looks just like the pepperoni cheeser that I got from Caesars, from regular size Caesars a few weeks ago. I think I got duped into a cheeser cheeser pepperoni Caesar. Mm. <laughs> so you have to wonder, I think that's the thing. You know, when they'd say, hey, if you think your idea is stupid and you're too shy, you're in the you're in the big meeting and they're looking for ideas for something, or they're looking for suggestions, or you have a suggestion, speak up. Because somebody, somewhere, said, hey, I know what the next commercial should sound like. Oh, what's that, uh, what's that Jenkins?
1: Cheeser, cheeser, pepperoni cheeser!
0: Whoa, whoa, whoa. You think that a commercial should just come on and yell in people's living rooms as they're sitting by their TV enjoying the basketball game? It should just scream pepperoni cheeser. No, it shouldn't just scream pepperoni cheeser. It should scream
1: cheeser, cheeser, pepperoni cheeser.
0: And that's the commercial.
1: Yep, that's it. Shows a few pictures of our pizzas. And it yells cheeser, cheeser, pepperoni cheeser. And they, and then you know what happened? They said,
0: Jenkins, that's why we pay you the big bucks. Let's make it happen. That's our new commercial. Cheeser, cheeser, pepperoni cheeser but I want you to scream it. I want you to get to, I want you to get a, a band with a lead singer who has no singing ability whatsoever. Put them in front of that microphone and tell them to just scream, Cheezer, Cheezer, Pepperoni, Cheezer. And that's our commercial. That's where we're going to get asses into our pizza restaurants, buying our Little Caesars, Cheezer, Cheezer, Pepperoni, Cheezer. Why the fuck is it called Pepperoni, Cheezer? And by the way, guess what? It worked because here I am. And by the way, I'm not telling you to go get Little Caesars pizza because of these commercials. I can't stop you from it. But I I strongly urge you to not go anywhere near Little Caesars or regular-sized Caesars or any pizza place or any place with the name Caesar in it. Don't even eat a Caesar salad because who knows? Who knows who's getting kickbacks? Who knows who, <laughs> who, knows who in the big uh, corporate offices... Of Little Caesars is getting a kickback every time you order a Caesar salad from from someplace that's not even Little Caesars. Who even knows?
1: cheese,
0: Can you imagine being in the recording session when they're when they're coming up with this thing, putting this all together, and they've got a guy in the mo- and they're like, "What's the uh, so What's the song? What's the jingle that I'm singing here?" It goes, "It's pretty easy." Uh, it goes, "Cheese or pepperoni cheeser, okay, and then what's the next line, oh, the next line is cheeser cheeser, pepperoni cheeser, okay, and how do you want me to sing this, like, cheeser cheeser, pepperoni cheeser, no, 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 no. we want you to yell it, oh, okay, cheeser cheeser, pepperoni cheeser, no, 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 Uh, obnoxiously, cheeser cheeser, pepperoni cheeser, no, 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 obnoxious like you want to punch somebody in the face if you hear this oh okay cheeser cheeser pepperoni cheeser that's it that's the
1: one that's money baby (laughs) that's our commercial oh
0: i'd love to know and i'll bet you you know what i'll bet i'll bet people are eating cheeser pepperoni cheesers left and right since that fucking piece of shit commercial came out don't you think Mm. Uh Oh, yeah. Okay. Um sh- Camping. I'm lo- I'm looking at my my list of things, my list of topics. I forgot to tell you our 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 New York City trip. This is this was a fun. So we're walking through Central Park and we thought, yeah, maybe we'll go to the zoo, whatever. We'll just, you know, we'll walk around Central Park. Last time we went there was November. So it was a little bit different. It was fall still some leaves on the trees but it was it was cool the ice skating rink was open the kids got to ice skate at the central park rink um and now we're here and it's summer and everything's green and flowers and birds and all that bullshit <coughs> oh, excuse me uh so so we uh you know we walked around the park and i had my i had my airpods and uh at one point i put in i was listening to some tunes while we're just you know we were walking and talking and then i and then I said, ah, okay, all right, family, I'm going to listen to music. and <laughs> See ya. So I was listening to some tunes, walking, and then all of a sudden, because every once in a while, because this, you know, the, the, the Bluetooth, uh, my, if, if Kimmy is using her phone, my AirPods will then kick over to whatever she's listening to. And then she'll have to, you know, turn off her Bluetooth or put in her AirPods or do whatever so that I can get it back to my phone. And it's very annoying, and it didn't used to be like that. Apple, Apple just every update they make, they make their products less and less appealing, and they make me want to make the full switch to Samsung. Every time Apple has an update, they update it. The podcast update is a. I haven't listened to podcasts on Apple Podcasts because their update is so shitty that it makes like I'm very, I'm very OCD when it come. I like to have things organized. So I use Apple to organize all my podcasts that I listen to. And I like to delete, 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 delete. And I only want to have, for my podcasting options, I just want the podcast that I haven't listened to, that I'm going to listen to. And they came up with this update that now gives you, on your list, it's every podcast that you haven't listened to, whether you've deleted it or not. So it's it's a whole – it's just a, it's a mess. It's a mess. And so I, I want – let's say it's a sports show, right? And if it's like the Dan Patrick show or it's Tony Kornheiser or something, Colin Cowherd, Jim Rome, where, okay, Tuesday's show is still downloaded in my feed, but it's Thursday. I don't give a shit about Tuesday anymore. Maybe there's an interview that I'll go back and listen to, but otherwise, delete, delete, delete. I just want the newest, the latest, and greatest. That's all I want. So now when I go into my feed, because I haven't listened to Monday and Tuesday's show and it's Friday, so now I have the last five days worth and I have to, I have to now manually, it used to just be download and keep the latest five episodes. Great. So that's all I have. I just have the newest episodes. Now, you keep, well, you do have that, but now there's a separate section for downloads and then there's the feed. That's just everything. So if you haven't listened to it, it's still there. So now there's a lot more manual swiping and deleting, and I, it's exhausting and completely overwhelming. And I just hate having, you know, so I'll go. the other day I was listening to, I don't know, Tony Kornheiser, and it has all these episodes that I haven't listened to, but I don't want to because they're old and I just, I don't have time and I'm not going to listen to them. So it's like, okay, it used to be that it would just have the latest five downloaded and then I could just delete those or listen to them. Now it has like 20, I had like 80 episodes going back years and years because I haven't listened to them. And so now I have to manually go through, or you can select uh mark all as listened to, and then it gets rid of everything. Except the problem is there's some podcasts that are not episodic and they're just, you know, they're interview, long-form interviews. And so I don't want to mark everything as, as listened to, but now it's, now it has brought back episodes that I didn't want to listen to in the first place, going back to 2018, 2017, 16, 15, 14. And now I have to go through and manually get rid of those. And it's, it's just, it's a mess. It's a complete mess. And I'm so upset. Apple does this shit. They did that with the alarm clock, with the sleep timer. They fucked that up instead of just flipping the switch every night when I go to bed it just automatically comes on and I don't – let me do it. Let me just decide what my alarm is going to be. It's a garage band. I updated garage band on one computer and it got rid of this very easy option that made it nice for dragging uh, music and sound files and things into the garage band. And they took that, they took that menu away. So now you have to – I don't know what, I don't know why. Why do they do these things? Oh, this isn't broken. Let's fucking destroy it. Anyway, that's one of the things that didn't used to happen. If I had, if I was watching something, or let's say, uh, let's say I'm, I'm, I have my AirPods in on my phone listening to a podcast, and Kimmy puts her phone and listens to a podcast or is watching a video, and then it will just automatically flip over to her phone. It didn't used to do that. It used to just, the phone used to just say, oh, these AirPods are attached to this phone. And so until the, the user, the listener turns it off, it's just going to stay. Now it, cl- it jumps over. What, if I'm listening to a podcast, it'll just randomly th- throw it over to uh, an iPad or a phone or something else that's on. It's, it's a mess. I-, I hate it. Anyway, so we're in Central Park. And I was listening to tunes. So I was listening to some music. Just enjoying the nice day. And then all of a sudden I hear... Oh, that's delicious. Because Kimmy (laughs) and the kids decided they were going to mess with me. And that they would put on ASMR. Which if you don't know what that is, you can go on YouTube and type in ASMR. And it's the kind of thing that freakazoids listen to because they are freakazoids and they want to listen to the sounds of somebody eating food in a microphone in a very sensitive very high quality microphone it's like this oh it's disgusting but there's a huge huge following there's a huge people love this asmr bullshit and uh So all of a sudden, I'm listening to some of my music and then it stops and then I hear, "Mm, today I'm eating eggs. I'll wash these eggs down with some milk. And so, so I just start yelling. It was such a nice, quiet, peaceful day. And I just started screaming, oh,
1: my God, what's that? Oh, my God, he's eating eggs. I'm going to be sick.
0: I'm going to vomit. And then I turned around, and the wife and kids were all hysterically laughing. And then I went back to listening to my music. And then <laughs> and then a few seconds later, oh, oh runny eggs. Oh, come on. And I just started screaming again, like,
1: oh my, oh my God, he's eating eggs again, That's dis- they're runny eggs, oh my God, it's disgusting,
0: and then they were playing, uh, I don't even remember what they were playing, it was like, somebody was just farting into their microphone, so then it's just like, <laughs> like, oh my God, he's, what is he taking his shit, he's farting, and then what I didn't realize was how far back, I didn't realize, I thought they were like close behind me, my family. Because you have to be within a certain range to make this happen. They were like 50 feet behind me. So really all I looked like was, I just looked like an insane person. Just walking through the park, talking to himself and yelling. Basically, I looked like everybody else. Nobody even, nobody really even blinked an eye or flint. Well, (laughs) that's what I said. I thought nobody was even looking up from their from their book or blinking an eye or even flinching but according to the wife and kids everybody stopped and was staring at me because i'm just walking by myself just swiping swatting my hand at my ears and going oh
1: my god he's eating eggs oh i'm gonna be sick eggs that's disgusting he's farting he's farting jesus christ that's disgusting
0: and there's nobody there's nobody near me at all and i'm just screaming this into the void in the middle of uh, in the middle of Central Park <laughs> and then one of the uh, one of the little bike guy you know, hey you want to ride you need a ride with the little cart comes up to me and he's like, hey my man, can I give you a ride and I'm like and I'm like, oh my god what no a ride No man, I'm good I'm listening uh, I'm actually listening to somebody eating eggs in my ears so I'm all set I don't need a ride because I've got eggs I got a guy. I got a guy chomping on eggs that I'm listening to right now. And this guy, to me, I figure like, you know, anytime, since I was a kid, anytime we go to, anytime we go to New York, anytime we go to the city and just something, uh, the most benign thing that would happen anyplace else, anytime something happens, I always jokingly say, oh, only in this crazy town. And so, (laughs) so I'm like, to me, I think like, there's nothing, there's nothing that I'm going to do that somebody's going to look at and, and, and say, oh, I haven't already seen that a million times someplace else. Perhaps that's not quite the case because this guy who offered me a little bike ride on his little wheelie cart thing, when I said, no, man, I'm good. I'm listening to the, egg, the egg-eating channel, so I'm all set. I got my soundtrack. I'm going to walk through the park. I'm going to listen to eggs being chewed in a stranger's mouth. And this dude just stared at me with his mouth open. And I'm like, yeah, no, I'm good. I'm, I'm Guys eating eggs. I'm listening to eggs being chewed. So I don't, I'm all set for a, for a cart ride, but thank you. And he just stared at me. And as I walked past him, as I crossed the little crosswalk, he's just staring at me. And I'm like, yeah, thanks, man. I'm good. I got the eggs show. And, uh, and then he just rode off. And that was that. But uh, yeah, so I'm just, I'm by myself screaming.
1: Oh, fuck, he's eating eggs. Oh, it's disgusting. I can hear the chomping, the chewing, his eggs. Oh, my God, he's he's drinking something. It's disgusting.
0: And, uh, yeah, I guess people, I, I didn't notice anybody staring at me because I wasn't really st- looking at them. But according to according to those who were watching this whole thing from a, a wider angle, I was indeed being stared at. So that was fun. And then we stopped at a statue. Some dog. And the kids knew this dog because it was like a, a famous sled dog from the Iditarod or something. I forgot the name. This dog. Some dog. There's a dog statue in Central Park. And I'm like, oh, that's – and the kids were telling me like, oh, that's cool. That's cool. And then some old lady just walks up and she's like,
1: actually, actually, that dog took all the – it was another dog – who
0: did... I think it was Grandma Cliff who came to think
1: There was another dog who did the, all the work. And this dog took all the credit.
0: And I'm like, huh, well, I guess this was the smart dog then. The other dog did all the work. This guy's got the statue. So who's the real winner in this scenario? The guy that pulled the sled or the guy that's got a statue in Central Park? The sled dog with the statue in Central Park. That's the one uh, we all know. We all know the name of this guy, although I can't think of his name. So maybe... Maybe we're all losers in this scenario. I don't know, but she stood and she told us an an astonishing amount of detail about this sled dog. And I said, "What? Are, what are the odds that we that my kids stop to see this statue of this sled dog dog sled guy?" And some old lady just happens to. I'm like, I. Th- She's like, "Don't mind me. Sorry to interrupt. I'm just I'm an old librarian." She's so sweet. She's so nice. She's just a very lovely old lady telling us all this extra information that we didn't ask for about the sled dog. And I said, "What is it? She, I I'm like that's an astonishing amount of detail that she has for her to, the 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 odds of this being a coincidence that we happen to be walking past this dog sled statue." talking about this dog and she just comes out of nowhere and starts giving us you know the inside scoop on this particular dog like what are the odds of that so i'm i'm tempted to go back to that statue again someday because i'm in my mind i'm guessing she has nothing else to do she's retired she has nothing going no idea of what else to do i think she just sits and waits by that statue to listen to like the few times a day that somebody walks by with their kids who have read the book about this sled dog. So she can go up and correct them on what they know about this dog and tell them that this, this is a fraud. This dog is bullshit. The real dog, his name's rusty. And he did all the work and this dog got all the credit and he got the statue and he got all this and the blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, well, you know, trump tower is just a few blocks that way so i guess it's you know (laughs) not the only this isn't the only thing uh this is the only monument erected to a fucking fraud a schemester anyway (laughs) uh and that. speaking of rusty we did take you got i guess you have to at once right if you have kids either they're only young once and so they ask can we have the fucking horse carriage ride I'm like, uh, do we really have to have? Okay, let's. I haven't done this since I was a kid, but you know what? I did it when I was a kid because I asked my parents. I said, "Let's take, let's take the horse and carriage ride." So, we'll take the horse and carriage ride, and we took. You know, they try to push like, oh, we've got the, we've got the main package here. It's uh, several hundred dollars to give you a sixty-minute deluxe tour of the park, and we go here and we go there, and I'll show you this, I'll show you, I'll show you the Friends, the fountain from Friends. Like I don't care about the fountain from Friends. Do I look like I give a shit about the fountain from Friends? Uh, then, but then there's the for for only a hundred dollars I can give you. This was and a I, and I said, well, I noticed in a very small print that you quickly uh, tried to hide from me that you have a fifty dollar ride, and that's only like twenty minutes, and you barely tell us anything. That's the ride that I'll take. And uh, but it was nice, you know. And I'm I'm telling you, this guy. I'm pretty sure it was the same guy that when I was a youngster that he, and he was much younger. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was the same dude who gave a who who I had a horse and carriage ride with back in the nineties. Because so I asked him how long he's been doing it, he said like 35 years. I said, well, that would uh, the math works out. Then I think I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure this dude gave us a, a horse, a horse and carriage, horsey ride, whatever you call it. But I have to wonder, because as we're going, you know, Kimmy and I both made the joke. We said, Oh, Rusty, easy Rusty. You know, the Kramer Seinfeld when he gave uh when he gave the Rosses the the horse ride and Rusty had been eating the beef from the wholesale club and then and then old poor old Rusty whoa whoa Rusty had uh had a little little accident right in the you know where the, where the Ross's faces are and where the horse's rear end is, is pretty much the same territory. So Rusty's blasting them into the Ross's face. And I, I have to wonder, maybe not as much. I'm sure in the 90s and early 2000s it was, it was more prevalent. But I, I have to wonder how many people who are my age and older take those rides and make a, make a Rusty joke. It's probably, oh, probably thousands of those. Whoa, Rusty. Ah, that would be my guess. Uh what else? I th- I think that's it. I think I'm I'm done. I've been drinking I've been drinking a cafe latte protein shake. A cafe latte, Jerry. I can I need to have my cafe latte. Jerry, my cafe latte. That's that's the only way, because I'm absolutely exhausted. I needed some energy. If I didn't do a podcast today, it's gonna be another week before I do another podcast. And you're gonna start to unsubscribe and think that the podcast is done and it's not it's just it's just what it is <laughs> when you do a when you have a full-time job and then you take several hours every week to do something for free every once in a while you need a break from the volunteer work even though even though it's not work it's all good fun uh and I've been I've been every every week for the last what four or five weeks since I last did a podcast, I say, Oh, I gotta do a podcast. I should do a podcast. I want to do a podcast. And then finally today, here I am doing a podcast. Uh yeah, there's just lots of stuff I do. do, 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 do. I'm looking here. Um I don't know. There's other things to talk about, but I don't I don't have the I don't have the energy to talk about all these. These will be saved for excuse me, these will be saved for next time. I will leave you with one final story, though. We went camping last weekend. Uh Uh-oh. Something just broke. We went camping last weekend. It was so great. The last time we went camping was three or four years ago. We went all the way up to Acadia National Park up in Maine. completely worth the drive. It's the most beautiful place. It's the only place on the East Coast where you have a mountain that overlooks the ocean. you know the west coast that's that's all over the place, right Oregon and California and you know tons of tons of coastline where you have you know cliffs and rocks and mountains and things that, that overlooks the coast. But here on the East Coast it's it's all pretty flat by the uh, by the ocean, except for Mount Desert Island, Cadillac Mountain in Maine, and it's just it's just absolutely gorgeous. it's just so great. And, uh, the forest is beautiful. I mean, we, you know, the campsite that we had, this was, this was 2000, this was August of 2017. It was a long time ago. Got up in the morning and we walked just like a 20 minute walk through the, through the woods. It looks like the woods that were in my backyard as a kid, except then you get to a clearing and you're just looking out over the Atlantic ocean, beautiful sparkling water and pine trees and rocks. And it's just, it's just great. It's just such a beautiful place. But it's like a five-hour drive, so it's not super convenient. We went camping with friends last weekend. Greenfield State Park, which is about 45 minutes from here. And that was lovely because I'm so used to having to, you know, New York is a four-hour drive. Uh, except in traffic and coming back from New York. Although the traffic in New York itself, the, the city proper, was fine. Connecticut is always a fucking parking lot. Connecticut's a just a rectangular shithole. Uh, the it's the work Connecticut is basically just a, just the worst of New England and the worst of New York, squished into a little shitty rectangle that you have to drive through if you're coming from pretty much anywhere else in New England, uh, at least Eastern Massachusetts and Maine, New Hampshire, Rhode Island. I guess Vermont people can can bypass Connecticut depending on where you are in Vermont, but. It's pretty much unavoidable for the rest of us in New England to have to get anywhere, anywhere south of here. Uh, so it's it's unavoidable, and it it uh, it it actually usually adds uh, an hour or two to your trip. It just sucks. But anyways, on the best of times, it's a four-hour drive to New York. It's a four-hour, four-hour, five-hour drive to get up to Acadia, and there's lots of places that are places that we go that are just lengthy. Especially for you know, if we're staying overnight somewhere, if we want to go to Lake Placid, that's a, th- I think that's about a four-hour drive too. Lake George is maybe three hours, and all that stuff. It's, it's a few hours to get to anywhere that we want to go. So it was so nice to go to a campsite that seemed way, way out in the middle of nowhere. That's that was very remote, kind of you know, getting into the mountains a little bit, and it's less than an hour. It was like, oh my god, the. This is only like another 20 minutes from the drive-in movie theater that we go to, which is like 30 minutes from here. This was great. It was like before we even knew it, we were at the campsite. That was lovely. So the first night, we stayed Friday and Saturday. We had friends who came out Saturday, and, uh, and we camped together. They had a, a site next to us, and uh, we had food, and we hung out, and it was a nice time. We brought the paddle board. There's a beautiful lake. That has a sign that says that we do not test for fecal bacteria, which is great. Because who wants a lake that tests for fecal bacteria when you can have a lake that doesn't test for fecal bacteria? And that adds an extra element of fun where you go out and then you go swimming and paddleboarding and you just make sure that you keep your mouth closed at all times. And uh, it's a week later. I haven't died, so that's good. I guess if there is fecal bacteria, I was able to keep... A good percentage of it off of at least out of my mouth so that's nice uh yeah so the kids we saturday and sunday we paddled, we did the paddleboard the kids got out on the paddleboard went way way out in the middle of the lake which was really fun for them it was great it was a nice time reasonably for july i mean i was dreading like oh my god camping anywhere in july it's just gonna be hot it's gonna be humid it's gonna be disgusting but had two weather-wise had two nice pleasant nights of sleep uh, but that first night, Friday night, was fun because we got there, we got settled in. We got there at eight o'clock. Didn't have a heck of a lot of daylight, but our the tent is so easy to set up. Twenty minutes, thirty minutes later, not even. Tent was up. Everything was packed, you know, our cots, we bring cots. I'm not I'm not doing that sleeping on the ground bullshit, even with an air mattress. I'm doing cots. Uh <laughs> so the tent was set up, everything's set up. We got the fire. Up and running, roaring fire, marshmallows are out, hot dogs, all that good stuff. And, uh, you know, quiet time, the quiet hours at most campsites start 10 o'clock usually. Maybe on the weekends it's 11, but every place, you know, Acadia was the same. 10 o'clock, that's it. Quiet time begins at 10. And at 10.01, in Acadia, at 9.59, Everybody's chatting and music's playing and fires are roaring and it's, uh, you know, it's a whole scene, man. At (laughs) 10.01, when the clock strikes 10, between 10 o'clock and 10.01, you can look out into the woods and just see orange blazes in the distance just disappear. And you just hear it as everybody's putting out their fires. They take it very seriously. They follow the rules up there. At 10 o'clock, you see all the fires disappear Music turns off, the chatter stops, and by 10.01, it's silent, and all you can hear is the sounds of the forest. It's crazy. (sighs) New Hampshire is a live-free-or-die state, so they're not going to be... New Hampshire people are not ones to be told what to do. And by the way, people camping up in Acadia, in Maine, they're all from Boston. They're either from Boston or Portland, and they're... They're used to a lot of noise and hustle and bustle, so when it's lights out, it's lights out. They're 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 up there to camp and to to have a fun time and be loud, listen to music, do all that fun stuff, drink, party, and then at ten o'clock go to bed. In New Hampshire, eh, it's not quite the same, because ten o'clock rolled around and it just got louder and more rowdy and more crazy, and there was more music playing and more people getting more and more progressively drunk. Eleven o'clock. 12 o'clock, like, okay. We got in bed. I I think, I want to say we got in bed around 11. There's still lots of noise. And we're just kind of, nobody's really sleeping because it's so goddamn loud. There's so much partying going on at the campsites near us. A lot of sites are dark and trying to sleep. And I'm sure having the same experience as us, they're all lying in their tent, just staring up at the sky, just saying, okay, well, not getting any sleep. So I finally fall asleep. And then somewhere in the middle of, I want to say maybe two in the morning, I woke up uh, because the the partying was still, you know, you just get used to the sounds around you, right? So I fell asleep. I just got used to the noise of the partying and the music and everything else, and I fell asleep. Then around two or three in the morning, I woke up because <laughs> the next sound was from another campsite. You could just hear as somebody unzips their tent. And then you just hear, shut the fuck up. (laughs) That's what woke me up, was the camper who was trying to sleep, who came out of his tent to tell the other campers who were partying all night to shut the fuck up. I had fallen asleep, and now, ironically, what's waking me up is the guy who also wants to sleep, who unzipped his tent to come outside and yell, shut the fuck up. And so the response to that from the party-going campsite was,
1: No, you shut the fuck up.
0: And the response to that was,
1: No, you shut the fuck up. No, you.
0: And so now we're all, I I don't think anybody else had fallen asleep in my tent. So we're all sitting there. Now, by the way, I had 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 a few uh, chocolate treats before that. So even though I was very tired, I was also very giggly. Even though I had been awoken from my slumber at 3 in the morning, I was still very giddy, and it was just making me laugh. And then they're just having a yelling conversation with each other because the one guy who was trying to sleep goes, Don't you have a way
1: to to communicate with each other at a reasonable volume?
0: And then the response was,
1: Yeah, I do. Well, don't you think it would be courteous? to use that volume so that we can the rest of us can get some sleep no i don't think so well it would be nice if you did well fuck you why did you come over here
0: and it was just a conversation that you should have at a regular volume but they're just yelling it across the campsite and i'm sure anybody who was asleep is now awakened by this one guy trying to get the other guys to be quiet And so (laughs) this went on and on and on. And I'm just sitting there listening to these people yelling, shut the fuck up, back and forth. And then eventually it all just kind of simmered down. And then I don't think any of us went back to sleep until about 6.30 in the morning. We just Now everybody's awake. I'm wide awake. We're all wide awake. We're just lying, tossing and turning in bed. Now that Mr. Shut the Fuck Up has awakened everybody in his attempt to... In his, in his attempt to seek out peace and quiet for the entire campground, has now he's now awakened every person at that campground, and uh, yeah, and then ev- eventually around six thirty the next morning, uh, we all fell asleep for about an hour and a half, and then got up at eight, and we're all insanely exhausted, and uh, yeah, I, I haven't quite recovered. I'm still exhausted, so I had to have this cafe latte because my my camping trip last weekend was so exhausting. I don't know. Does anybody does anybody actually get rest on these camping trips? I don't see how it's possible. I had a pretty good, pretty decent night's sleep when we went camping in Maine because it was the end of August. And it's five hours north of here. So at night, it was downright cold. Perfect sleeping weather. It was in the 50s. You put some socks on so your feet don't turn to ice cubes. You know, and get a nice blanket. I think we had flannel sheets. It was perfect. Perfect sleeping. And then during the day it's in the 70s and 80s and and not super humid and it just feels good. Even with that, I still didn't get enough sleep. I had naps during the day. It just I I didn't there was nothing refreshing about it. And I, you know, I have a hard time sleeping anywhere, but I have a hard time sleeping in my own bed let alone someplace else. So, I I don't know how people can go camping. I guess people who go camping like way out in the wilderness where it's not an official, you know, campsite where you have bathrooms and plumbing and you know, little water spouts every few feet where you can fill up your your buckets and things like that and little showers and a lodge where you can buy marshmallows and marshmallow sticks and all the things that you might have forgotten at home for camping. Uh people who probably go out into the Really out into the remote middle of nowhere, you know, maybe that's maybe those are the people who have a decent night's sleep. But then if I was doing that, that's when I'd really be afraid because at least I'm thinking to myself, if I'm at a campsite, I think, oh, if some, you know, fucking mountain lion or a grizzly bear (laughs) comes to this campsite, they're not going to come to the interior camps and the inner ring of this campsite. The people on the outer ring are the ones who are going to get ripped to shreds and eaten. And the chances of me getting eaten by a bear. Uh, based on the location that I've chosen, is pretty slim. Because by the time that bear gets to me, I'm going to be notified by all the other screaming (laughs) from the other campsites, and I'm going to have enough time to wake up my family and get in the car and drive away and just say, you know what? Sorry, we'll come back later, and we'll recover any of our camping gear if it's still there. But meanwhile, I'm just grabbing the keys and my glasses, and we're getting in the car, (laughs) and we're getting out of here. Uh, so that's the thing. I think I I would get an even worse night's sleep if I was way out in a remote setting because now I'm thinking uh, you know, because we heard even at this campsite you could hear wolves howling and there's 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 these ridiculous birds screeching back and forth. It sounded like a person. It didn't even sound like an animal. It sounded like somebody being a wise ass because so it was just like, Blah! Blah! there are owls. There are these owls in the empty campsite across from us. It's like. What's peaceful about this? It's lovely. And the second night, the stars were out. It was gorgeous. It was. I, I sat by the fire and just stared up through the trees at the at the Big Dipper. It was. It was. It's lovely. I mean, that part is peaceful and relaxing. I think the thing to do to just is to just rent a campsite, <laughs> and if it's something that's only forty five minutes away, rent the campsite, drive to the campsite, hang out there, bring some chairs, bring get some firewood hang out and roast marshmallows and hot dogs and you know have fun and then just go home <laughs> because i yeah you hear all those sounds i i don't know maybe some people are able to relax and enjoy it but uh, there's just there's too many sounds there's too many you know it's not uh i don't know maybe i'm sure there's a trick but I can't imagine, and especially when people are, and even the next night it was, it was, it was quieter. I think the people felt bad from the night before, or they were just so hung over that they didn't have any, they they didn't have it in them to have a second night of uh, of revelry, because uh, it was pretty much yeah. At ten o'clock, between ten and eleven, it was lights out, and everybody was pretty much done and went to bed, and, and yeah, I fell asleep pretty quickly. But there was still I could still hear fucking Sweet Home Alabama. Uh, you know echoing through the woods from a from a campsite that was not too far away and then somebody kept playing that uh uh what's their names you know
1: feel like making
0: love making love to you and that, they, they played that song like five times in a row anyway uh can't think of the name of the band you know the band Feel like making... Doo-doo, 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 doo-doo. What is it? Feel like making... La- Bad company, thank you. I knew there was a B in there. Anyways. Uh, <coughs> but I still, uh, you know, Saturday night I got, I actually got some sleep and I still felt like shit the next day and came home and... Desperately wanted to have a nap, but I knew that if I took a nap... I wouldn't get to sleep at a reasonable hour. I've been I've been really I've been really avoiding naps as of late because I need I need to get in bed at, at 10 and really hit the pillow and just go to sleep fall asleep within 5 or 10 minutes. So anyway, but if hey, if anybody out there knows how to go camping and actually fall asleep and get a, I can't imagine that that's the point of camping is to get a restful night's sleep because if you go to a campground, you've got a million people making noise all over the place. And then, when if they actually do go to sleep, you can you can hear every little sound, every little chipmunk and squirrel, and you are wondering, like, what are some of these? Okay, that's probably a squirrel. That's maybe that's a rabbit. Uh, I don't know what that sound is, but that doesn't seem like a squirrel. You hear a stick break, and it's like uh, footsteps. Like, is that a person? Is that uh, Bigfoot? Is that Wendy? Go, uh, and then little, you know, little. Th- twigs and things you know hitting your tent like is that a bug is that a stick falling is that like is that Jason (laughs) the Jason Voorhees what is it so I it's not uh eh, I don't know but it's great it's great fun I think I think what I need to do for next time see the first time we went camping we went on a Thursday I think it was a Thursday and a Friday night so we came back on Saturday. So we had all of Saturday, the rest of Saturday, and all of Sunday to rest before work. Last week we went on a Friday, came back on Sunday afternoon. Granted, it was only an hour away, so we got home, you know, probably around two o'clock in the afternoon, and had the rest of the day to just relax. So that was okay, but yeah, I think I think the way to do it is to just uh, build in build in a day or so, build in at least one full day to rest and recover. Anyway, and and hope that you don't get placed next to the campsite where you're going to have the uh, the battle of the shut the fuck ups happening, <laughs> raging at at three or four in the morning, because <sighs> that doesn't help. Okay, it's been ninety minutes, first podcast in a month. I hope you've enjoyed it. Uh, you know what? I didn't mention this last time. Please, if you can go to birthdayboyshop.com, that would be great. Uh, get that merch. That that merch is white hot, and it's quality items, T-shirts. Shimo sent me a picture. He's looking fantastic in his Birthday Boy Podcast T-shirt. Uh, some friends got the La Poopy T-shirt, the Birthday Boy Podcast T-shirt. I've got the phone. I've got my iPhone case, which I love. There's a lot of good stuff out there. There's bikinis, there's purses, there's handbags. I don't know what there is. Backpacks, you name it. Towels, matching towel sets. Go to birthdayboyshop.com. And get merch for your loved ones, for your friends, for your family, for yourself. Treat, your, treat yourself, right? You deserve it. You've earned it. You've earned some nice things. You know that there's that saying, this is why we can't have nice things. You can have nice things. And if you go to birthdayboyshop.com, you can have nice things right now. And it would be delivered to you within a, within a, a few weeks. And you'll be so happy, like everyone else who's purchased items from BirthdayBoyShop.com. Go there now, buy some merch, get some good stuff, enjoy it. Don't wait for Christmas. I mean, when Christmas, when the holidays roll around, I expect October, November, December. I expect uh, merch to be flying off the shelves. That's going to be crazy time. I expect that. I hope that happens. But in the meantime. Have Christmas in July, right? We're halfway to Christmas. You still have a long way to go before Christmas. Treat your, Are you going camping this summer? Are you going to the beach? Are you going to the lake? Are You going to the mountains? Going to some nice weddings? Some nice uh, out. You know, stuff's open. People are out and about. At least for now. At least before they. At least before they shut everything down. Again, because uh, of these dum dums. But for now, everything's open. Put on your Sunday best, put on your birthday boy podcast, shirts, and apparel, clothing, anything else. Go impress your friend. When you get together, when you're seeing your family and your friends for the first time in a year and a half or two years or however long it's been this summer at the family reunion and the cookouts and the birthday parties and the get togethers and the beach vacations and all that other stuff, show up in style go to birthdayboyshop.com, get yourself some clothing, get some apparel, get all the all that great stuff. There's so much to choose from and it's affordable and it's a high quality item. And uh it would really mean a heck of a lot to old Johnny boy here if you did that. So, birthdayboyshop.com, get yourself something nice. Hey, maybe show up at the at the big family reunion, barbecue, uh pool party, beach vacation, whatever. Show up with uh maybe some gifts for the people that you haven't seen in a long time. Hey uh, Uncle Lou here's a t-shirt for you it says La poopy on it. Hey uh, hey grandma here's a, here's a nice uh, two-piece sorry there's no four piece but here's here's a nice two-piece uh, bikini bathing suit for you with uh, with Johnny Boy's picture on it. So you can go swimming in style right Anyway <sighs> I'm exhausted. But uh, go to birthdayboyshop.com, get all your merch. All right, that's it. Uh, What else? Positivity is stupid, it's for idiots, but kindness matters. So be kind, go to birthdayboyshop.com and buy some goddamn merch, will you? Finally, please. Because it's not going to be there forever. This stuff's flying off the shelf. I want you to have it before it's all gone. It's the hottest thing. It's the hottest ticket in town. Get it while it's there. Don't miss out. Don't be the only asshole who doesn't have Birthday Boy podcast merchandise on your on your person, right? All right. Is that it? That's it. Thank you for listening. I plan to be uh to have more frequent podcasts. I plan to be on here more often, hopefully on a weekly basis now going forward. I've had some time off to rest and relax. There will be some more breakages because there's other, you know, There's it's summer. There's stuff going on. Got some got some actual vacations coming up, which we haven't done in two years. So but I'll I will give you as much podcast excellence as I can possibly give to you. And it's uh it feels good to be doing this. I don't do it because it's you know it's not paying the bills. It (laughs) maybe never will. Hopefully, hopefully it will someday, but right now, that's not the case. I do it because I love it. Anyways. And I love you, and I love you for listening, and I thank you for listening. Tell your friends. Get them out there. Stitcher and Spotify and iHeartRadio and Google and the new shitty version of Apple Podcasts. You can get this thing anywhere you could possibly think of. Tell your friends about it. Tell your friends about birthdayboyshop.com. Buy your friends some nice merchandise from the shop. Go and browse and look. You'd be shocked at how much cool stuff there is on birthdayboyshop.com. Okay. That's it. Kindness matters. I think I've already said that. I did. So I have nothing left to say except thank you for listening. Thank you for subscribing. I'll talk to you next time. This has been episode 83 of the Birthday Boy Podcast. We'll see you next time on episode 84. Thanks for listening. Later, gators.